Welcome back. Oh, you're supposed to be hidden. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hey, guys, that's our guest. Say hi. He's going to be right hi. back. <laughs> Welcome back to Four Geeks by Geeks, the place where geese come to geek out and Bozer uh, mucks up everything. I, I had such a good streak of not doing that, Bill, for the longest time. Now, how many days has it been since Bozer showed the guest early? Uh, zero. Welcome back. This is your very first Geek Out Sash. Welcome to the loser table. We saved you a seat. We do this each and every Monday at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time live on Twitch. And we get to geek out with a brand new guest. Uh, artists, streamers, cosplayers, photographers, all kinds of geeks, collectors, and tonight's is one of our very first. You're going to find out very much about what he does and what he's been creating um, in just a few, but... Until then, I need you to ask yourself the command QOTD question of the day, which is, what is something that you enjoy building? What do you like to build? Um, while y'all are answering that, let me see who's here. We got our favorite Alec, of course, always in the chat. Shout it out to Alec. Uh, he just got done playing Gotham Knights for the first time that just released. A little fun, but a little laggy on PC, you say. Bozer, you had one shot to look professional. I think I ruined that years ago. If I had one shot, it, it's gone. Oh, you enjoy building other self-esteem. Wow. That is the most true and the most cheesy answer I've heard from you tonight. Keep it up. I'm loving it. I'm loving you're here. You build up my self-esteem all the time. Um, But I, for one, loved to build Legos. Shout out to all my Lego builders in the house. Um, I've got a... It's small, but I've got a TARDIS right here. And it even opens up. It's bigger on the inside. I think I have to pop the roof off. Or you have to spin it or something. Um, I'm trying to take it apart from the wrong side. I'm going to break this thing. Well, this could be cool and open, but I can't get it to. Um, but I like to build Legos, and even now... My mother-in-law, one of my favorite things she does at Christmas is get me and my brother-in-law a set of Legos. It doesn't matter how old we get, she still does it. And it's like the thing I look forward to most on Christmas Day. Which you'd think family and togetherness would be what you look forward to. No, Legos, gimme. Um, but I'm excited for you guys to hear what my guest tonight likes to build. Because I think it's something that very few of you have ever put together yourselves and the way that he's doing it and then what he's doing with them is so cool and I can't wait to hear about it. Um, so I'm tired of waiting in the wings because I feel like I'm going to have so many questions that there's not even time to waste. So please, y'all, give it up. You saw him once. <laughs> it's ruined the surprise. But my new friend, Mr. Bill Krause. How are we doing? We're doing good. How are you? Ooh, you we got applause. That's all the chat. It's not even me. I'm doing great because I'm hanging out with you. And I appreciate that you build it, build Legos because that's that was my first love too. Was it really? Yeah. What was like one of the I mean, first we, 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 Lego sets you remember putting together? Well, way back when when I was building Legos, we didn't have you know sets we just had a box of blocks and you built built from that 
Mm-hmm. And uh, once my son you know, got into it, then you can buy, you know, the kits and you know, build spaces yeah. and things like that. And we still do that, you know, as a family, like you mentioned, yeah, we still will stop at the Lego store and just buy a kit and build that as like a puzzle, like, you know, at, at the dining room table, just build something. Right. It's like family. four hours of pure glee. Yeah. You can like break it apart and like you get the instructions book out and you just, you know, you build this, I'll build that. Uh huh. Except one time my brother-in-law got on the internet and found some micro Legos. Like they're teeny, like millimeters big. And there's like a million of them. And when you put it all together, it it can make like an entire Spider-Man, which is really cool. Love Spider-Man. I couldn't see straight. And the instructions are not in English. They're in Japanese. All you have is pictures. And I was about ready to throw my fist through a wall. And I was only on step five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got these big, probably 50-gallon drums filled with these Legos. Because they've all been divided into, you know, colors. There's a box of just white, a box of just black. And construction books are gone. But, you know, <laughs> I have tons of Legos. Literally tons of Legos. So you separate them by color, not by shape? My son did. And... Uh, he threw out the instruction books. It's like, well, now, how do you make this Mandalorian thing now? The book's gone. You make it up. The next round. Oh yeah. Oh hey, thanks for the love. We just got somebody, a new follower, Wait, a subscriber. It seem like that long, but it hopped in. Yeah, Sprinkler Winkler. Thanks, buddy. Four months you've been a sub. We appreciate you. It flies. Time flies when you're having a good time with your buddies on the internet. Mm-hmm. So for those that maybe don't know much about you or what you do, tell the folks at home who you are and what you do as a geek. As a geek, I build starships. Uh, as a uh, That was my hobby. Now it's my kind of career because I retired from my professional career last month. And uh, so now I can devote my time full time to building mostly Star Trek uh, starships. And... Uh, and, and, and for the show, for Star Trek, for Star Trek Picard, which is yes. even more fun. <laughs> so you guys can see why I've been so excited about this. And shout out to my wife, uh, Mrs. Bozer, for getting us connected. Because uh, you both spoke to an art class from my high school. Not at the same time, you had previously been there. And you got to share all this great knowledge that you were about to share with us. And the teacher kind of mentioned it. And then she's like, buddy, dude. Talk to this guy. He's willing to talk to you or to people. And what he's doing is really cool. That was fun because she uh, she was asking, you know, I was basically recommended to speak to her class because I had some Photoshop background. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I said, well, I've done some stuff, but for Star Trek, and she's like, I think the class is interested in any kind of Star Trek stuff, but what else do you have? So I'm like showing him all these other things I had done for my business. You know, business cards and banners and postcards and things like that and said so we'll also do this this calendar for star trek and you're like oh and suddenly the whole thing became all about star trek and i forgot about everything else but you know that i can't believe she thing. said that nobody would be interested yeah what she thought that, that she thought that's all i did with photoshop was just cut up pictures of spaceships and put them over a star field it's like well that's one of the things i do but that's not everything I mean, Photoshop, you could do basically whatever you want, but that was mm-hmm. all she knew of me at that time. So, yeah. Okay. So take us back a little bit. Uh, you mentioned that building starships was first a hobby and then it it now became a career. So how did you fall into it as a hobby? 
but I always built uh, models as a kid and uh, throughout high school. And once I got married and had kids, I, I got out of the hobby, but got back into it after uh, the kids uh, got out of high school and I had more free time mm -hmm. for myself. And uh, it was something I loved to do. I was always scratch building uh, starships typically, but I built tanks and planes and cars and all of the other things. But what really caught my attention was just being able to scratch build my own thing, my own design out of parts or, or, or sculpting my own components and, and just really seeing my design come from paper to finished object, you know, was what I really wanted to do. I, I wasn't interested in building kits anymore because I had done that. Uh -huh. um, I wanted, really wanted to build something that was unique. It was my own thing, you know. And, but uh, thanks for the sub. Let's posting, get rolling. Let's go. I was posting things up on my Facebook, and you know, uh, I got noticed by uh, by Doug Drexler, who was uh, uh, a big Star Trek uh, designer. He he worked on TNG and Voyager and Deep Space Nine and Enterprise, and I think even on Orville. Okay. But, um, he was putting together uh, an annual Star Trek. Uh, Ships of the Line calendar, and uh, this is where people were compositing mostly 3D rendered images of starships over some kind of wacky space background. And I was kind of doing that with my ships. I was taking photographs of my my models that were built and finished, mm -hmm. and compositing over a, a starfield and, and posting on my Facebook. And he said, "Well, I could do you mind doing one for the calendar." I go, sure. So that was like 2015 or so, and. I've been doing it every year since then for Doug. And then I also threw Doug new to John Eves, who of course, I don't know if you know John Eves, but he designed the Enterprise E uh, used in the movies. And he also worked on Enterprise and all those other shows. And okay, uh, in, in the movies too, the new uh, current films, as well as uh, Discovery and Dick Picard and, you know, Strange New Worlds, that new Enterprise, that's his design. But he, he and I became kind of friends and, and he had asked me one day to uh, like put together a portfolio for Picard season one because um, they were thinking about designing ships for the show and he really liked my stuff. And uh, so I did a portfolio and of course, I don't know if you saw Picard season one, but there's no starships <laughs> at all. At the right at the end, there's one ship, but it's a copy and paste fleet. And, and I told you before we got started that I'm going to embarrass myself with my lack of Star Trek knowledge. So feel free to break down and dumb down anything that you're talking about. Um, okay. I've, I've got minimal knowledge and I know the shape of the Enterprise. And, and what I see from other photos that we'll share in a bit, it seems like a kind of similar shape. So I'm interested to know more about that. But no, I have not seen El Picard. That's all right. Neither have I. <laughs> but, uh, but you've have you but you've done work for it right and then uh you know since i didn't do season one when season two rolled around it was a different showrunner okay whole production staff and uh they were once again directed to me because they still have my portfolio and uh they were looking for ideas and actually they wanted me to build uh, models for the set as as on set on screen props in the ready room on the, the new ship, the Stargazer, in the back wall of the lounge, there's like these gold-plated uh, models of the, the legacy ships that were all, mm -hmm. all named Stargazer. So they knew that I was a model builder and, and I could do that. 
and uh, so they asked me to build those as well as design a new one which would have been a, a predecessor at the first to bear the name stargazer so i got to, to design a ship uh, and then build it as well and so uh, cool it's a scene in one episode for about a second in the dark <laughs> but 50 feet away behind John, uh, jerry ryan's head okay and it's like it's gone like that like i probably spent three months on this and uh that was my little blip of blip of blip of fame you need to but clip then, that blip and put it on a poster and hang it over your fireplace yeah but uh you know season three rolled around and they're like hey we need some more ships um we want you to you know build more ready room ships as well but we also want you to design uh some ships i go why well, do that so they took uh terry metallis who's the showrunner for for for, for Picard season two and three he liked one of my designs i had done years ago called the shangri-la which is one of my first scratch built models that i had come up with and he uh he wanted to, to buy the model i had That's sold it to a friend of mine a few years ago so i i started to build him another one i think i was working on season two okay and then and then uh was like was one saturday night i got an email from dave blass who's a production designer and he attached an email a photograph of them of the model i was working for terry he says hey are you working on this i go yeah that's that's my picture so can you mock this up with uh, some new engines and terry wants to see what this looks like i go oh okay so i, I did that that night mocked up in photoshop and then emailed it back to dave and then sunday morning i got a reply from dave saying okay we're good to go on that and i'm like good to go what does that yeah. mean well what what do you mean where where we go so I, this is gonna be the new hero ship for season three <gasps> really oh okay that's that's cool and uh it's like okay can we have the, the three file of this so we can get you know get in production for visual effects and start you know building uh on-screen graphics and blueprints and uh, building the, the set and like this is a hand-built model you know i just yeah, this, I don't have 3D renderings. There's no 3D files of this anywhere. I mean, and hold on, we're going to pause real quick and just show some love to all these new people that are just coming in. Thank you so much to Team Drew's Basement. Welcome for your first time hanging out. Hasbro, good to see you again. Sneaky Smarties. We're here with Bill Kraus, who is a Starship artist who's literally designed ships used on Star Trek. And so he's walking us through how he started from being just a hobby to getting noticed by some of the team. And now he's telling us how he's literally creating the next hero ship. So then yeah. what did you do? Cause you just had the actual physical model of the ship. So then what? Yeah, it was all scratched up by hand. And uh, so I had to take a bunch of pictures of it and we got, we got Doug Drexler involved because he had uh, been building all the concept ships initially for visual effects. Uh, digitally and so he already had the stargazer engines from season two which okay. this one shared so and i was leaving that day that, that monday to, to go to colorado to spend a month on another film project so i i couldn't even do it so i had to take a bunch of pictures send it to doug so he can you know basically rebuild the, the, the shangri-la based on my photographs and mm -hmm. add the new engines and other things and then away it went and he had like a week to do it because it was like rush 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 and uh I would see kind of updates every now and then and, and uh it, it hadn't changed much since the initial kind of mock-up of 
because Terry liked that look. It was a, a 23rd century Starship that I had designed, which 23rd century is the TOS, the, the original series group, you know, Kirk Spock. Okay. Uh, that gang. But motion picture era. So this ship looked like it would have fit in like Star Trek one, the motion picture or yeah. the Wrath of Khan. So it's kind of you know, that kind of art deco looking ship. And here it is in the 25th century now with new engines. Uh, it's like, okay. That's what you want. That's what you're going to get. And uh, it's, I've, if you've seen the trailer for Star Trek or for, for Picard season three, yeah, you know, it's, that's what it is. And it's, it's they've kind of, it's a retro looking ship. And people are like, what's that doing in the 25th century? I'm like, that's what they wanted. So true fans will know the difference. Is, is any of these folders that you had sent, is that one of the, the ship you're talking about? Or can I easily find it on the Instagram? Yeah, I put them in a put them in a specific folder for you um the stargazers that was season two i just want to be able to show people this amazing work that you're talking about but because i'm such a dunce i'm not sure which is which sure it, uh there's three folders one says Tycho ships that's just all my you know starships and then there's one called start or picard titan that's season three stuff that's what i'm talking about now with the shangri-la okay and then and we're going to show Picard, this. Picard Stargazers is the season two stuff, the gold-plated stuff. Um, okay, so this is what we're talking about, y'all. These are the kind of models that you're putting together. And before you used a term, scratch build, meaning that mm -hmm. these aren't kits. These are things that you're literally just creating and piecing together. Um, so, For the most part, yeah. So which show or which uh, which of these ships are we talking about right now? So you need to go back into the root folder of Tycho ships for interview and then okay. go, go to the middle one says Picard Titan. Okay. And this is the, uh, there she the is. Ship. It's the Shangri-La, which was the ship I originally designed back in like 2015. And that is what I sold eventually, um, to a friend of mine. And that's what Terry liked. And I started to rebuild this for him, what I called the Mark two version. And that was it right there. That's what I was making for Terry. Uh-huh. And you can see it's, it's scratched with it's plastic. It's, it's sheet styrene. Uh, you've got uh, cast resin parts like the secondary hull there. The middle part is just, it's, it's resin. It's solid. And how are you creating these pieces? When you say scratch build, like, are you hand crafting them with your hands or printing them? How does this, this even work? It's all hand built. The engines are an aftermarket part that I can buy. They're cast resin. That's what these um, are? Yeah. The saucer at the front there, that's a model part. That's the original Enterprise model that I've taken and cut up. Um, okay. And then I built the whole back section out of sheet styrene. Okay. All that white stuff. And then the secondary hull, which combines everything, that's a cast resin piece. I had, had some molds made when I first built it years ago. And it was just cast out of uh, a two-part resin, and it's uh, assembled over a brass armature. So it's it's like a, a brass skeleton that runs throughout the whole model through the pylons of the engine, so it's okay. it stays rigid. And as a piler, a you can see the, the post there. Yeah, that, that last photo shows that I was mocking up the uh, those are the new engines you see on top there. Uh huh. So I, I took a picture, photoshopped, I cut it out that engine, and then pasted it over those older engines, and that's what I sent to them for their approval 
how did you even learn how to cast resin and put this together? Oh, you pick all that stuff up as you're you know, <laughs> just years and years of working on stuff is scratch building and, and working with plastic. And uh, before I even got into 3D printing, the only thing you can do to replicate things was to master a part and, and make a mold and cast duplicates of it. Mm -hmm. So you weren't making the same part over and over again, you know, before the, the days of 3D printing, this was how you uh, mass produced parts was by casting. And it's very easy to do. Um, yeah, for you, maybe. Easy for you uh, now. It takes a while to do it, but. And this photo here shows uh, the new, the Titan on the right and the older Shangri-La on the left. And uh, as part of the, the legacy wall of the new Titan, mm -hmm. uh, they used, uh, the old original Shangri-La as the first one to be named Titan. So they got to reuse that model for the show. And uh, that was kind of fun. So both of these ships now are, are canon. That is so cool that a ship that you literally designed is now canon ships. This is from the show, here. right? This is the uh, a, a screen grab from uh, one of the trailers that leaves space. Tech. It's the full, this is the, the visual effects model all lit up. And, Looking good there. Okay, so walk us through the process. They they want you to design a ship. You design the ship, you give them the model, they're happy with it. And then what happens to it next other than like that one that was a prop in the back of a scene? Like does it then rendered for these visual effects or is it a practical effect ever where they're literally using that model to uh, create the scene? No, the, uh, the, the practical models are only used as the onset prop and okay know, two foot tall gold plated things that just stuck to the wall and they're only there on set for the photography this stuff here that's a visual effect with using a digital model for all the, the visual stuff that you see the ship flying in space and or going through warp like this that's a digital model that was you know built by doug and then sent through probably several other people who texturize it add more detail mm -hmm. add lights and you know, it goes through many steps to get it you know to where you see it many artists that's wild. I love that the, it's such a co collaboration. You take one piece and then you have to pass it on to the next who adds a piece and pass it on. And so nothing is ever one person's baby, right? It's all right. a piece of it. You raised it together. Yeah, I had like like 1% to do with it at the very beginning. So this is my ship and then you give it to them and off it goes. And then, you know, they do what they want with it. That was this one here is the uh, the mock-up I sent to Terry and Dave. Oh my Photoshop. god. Um, we did have a question in the chat from Oceana. She goes, I apologize if I missed this, but do you have a favorite model that you created or one you're most proud of? Probably uh, the Endurance. It's probably my, my largest project. It's a big four foot long uh, custom design thing that I built. Uh, took like a year and a half to build it. Wow. And uh, is that on your photos of that? It's yeah. back in the, uh, the Tyco ship folder. Okay. Yeah, let's see where I find this guy. Scroll down. You'll see endurance right there. It's on the fantail. You see the lights. Oh, you're right there. Slide to the left. Nope. This that's guy. The crap. That guy. That's the front view of it. Okay. And to the left of that is side view. And then the engines to that, to the left of that. I should have named these. <laughs> they were just numbers, but. No, it's fun. That's a lot. You shared a lot. Is it? I'm just looking for like a, a full view of it. Is it this one? No, that's the Reliant. How can you tell them apart? I mean... Oh, I can tell apart. Uh, it's like see. your children, I guess. 
scroll down the other direction. See the bigger view of this thing. I want you laying next to it. Because they're all like, you know, they're all gray over a black background. So the other argo look. Yeah, the, the very bottom there, those. Uh, actually, keep going. You'll see it composed. It, I've reached the bottom. Over the. Yeah, you're right there. I click this on one? that guy. Okay. Yeah. This was a composite I created for the ship's little line calendar. And uh, that's the ship. As you can see, it's fairly big there. But it's huge. The shuttlecraft is also a scale model. Mm -hmm. Both these are, and it's just composite over this fake background. And so that whole thing, like the ship is four feet long, you said. Yep. And the shuttlecraft's like two feet. Oh, I think um, during the starting soon screen, you, you have a shuttlecraft in your hand. Is it that one? In one of those photos? That's the one. Yeah. With your magnification glasses. Um, I built that first, and it, it, it says. It's attached that the endurance was kind of when I built it, I was kind of built it as an incentive because I had already had the endurance in mind to build that shuttlecraft or to build the, the mothership. And uh, it was just like sketches at that time, but I forgot to build a shuttlecraft and I name it as, as being part of the endurance that, you know, I have to build a ship eventually. You've got to. So, why is this the one you're most proud of? Just because it's the largest? It took the most time? Yeah, this right, right. You're looking at the bell map right now, but um, or the the one I had previous looked at. Yeah, yeah, this guy. Mm -hmm. It was just such a large an endeavor, and it was like the first one I really got into 3D printing too, because it, it's it's mostly styrene and over, over brass structure, and it's got interior modules and a full hangar bay. It's got a, a chase lights down the, in the middle of the of the deck, and it's got two hangar bays and interior oasis modules and it's just just full of stuff and it's you know it's That's a monster wild and is there a reason that you've been drawn to particularly star trek ships starships probably because i, I just see it as like a void where there, there isn't a lot of people doing what i'm doing and i feel like gosh there's so much i can be doing in this in this arena and uh, i have so many ideas that i want to get out um, before I'm, I'm bored with it, because I'm like I'm living in this era of, of Star Trek where it's like between the original series and like the motion picture era. Okay. Like this kind of unknown, unseen era of of starship design, and uh, I just like that because that's where, where I grew up in Star Trek, and I always wanted to see more than just the Enterprise. I always imagined there were other ships out there, and this is me, you know, filling in those blanks with these designs of things that I wish I that you could have seen. I'm and sure. I've always appreciated the, the design of these ships because they are so, they're not like what you would think, I guess, when you, I think of like a starship or a space shuttle, it doesn't look like these. Like there is so much more design behind these. But do you know where that original like big saucer twin engine kind of design came from? What's behind that? Oh, Matt Jeffries designed that for the show. The original series and uh i'm not sure what his influence was at the time but uh and i remember i have a, a folder full of his sketches mm -hmm. and it's it's been published he had all sorts of different things uh with uh these like tubular nacelles and a saucer and different configurations and and they, until they landed on one that they liked and but i think the majority of the, the sketches were you know 
cylinders and saucers and yeah uh, arranging various components and, and uh i think there was a ball at one point there was like a sphere like a death star like the, you know, yeah i think they did a retro version of that in, in next generation for a, like a medical ship but uh, called the best door uh, <laughs> using cool. that sphere as the hull and no but these are amazing how many models have you made at this point in your life if you had to try to put a number on them well, the, the new ships that I build now, every ship has a an, a project number assigned okay. to it. Um, when, once they're commissioned, you know, I, I give it a number so I can keep track of things. I think I'm like up to 63 now. And that's just the ships I've built in the last, you know, five, six years. Wow. A lot of them are smaller ones that I've built because um, these big ones can take months to build. Okay, but this is a picture that um, I saw a long time ago and I've always wondered what's going on here and this might be a little off topic but because i'm scrolling your instagram uh admiral buck go follow him on instagram as well as twitter mm -hmm. you can use command star trek just because it's a little easier and just check you straight to his twitter uh, but it's a, a great photo what is happening this is me in film school at ohio state university uh working at an oxbury animation stand it's a computer controlled camera and platinum platinum uh where it's filming your artwork, backlit artwork, okay. on the, the, the table. And the, the camera is controlled frame by frame to either zoom in or zoom out of a title, a backlit artwork. And uh, it's I think this is shot in 16 millimeter. But it was one of my independent study courses was a, a computer-controlled animation. We were still doing it in film the old-fashioned way. And so, so like 1980, 87, 86. 86. I think you even say in the caption, 88, shooting 16 millimeter backlit titles on computer controlled Oxbury animation stand, 88. Mm -hmm. So then you've always been interested in these effects in film and oh, this yeah. kind of thing. As a kid, I was making Super 8 movies in my basement um, of Star Warships and, and Battlestar Galactica uh -huh. over a, you know, a, a black seamless like velvet backdrop of little rhinestones for stars. And <laughs> cool. I built this like a camera track using model railroad HO layout, you know, HO scale tracks. <laughs> built a little platform, put my camera out, and it would roll the camera, you know, past the model. You know, because I was looking at photos of in these magazines of how ILM was doing all their motion control shots of like X wings and things like that. And I go, mm -hmm. I, can, I can do that. In my, I'm like 12 years old. You yeah, know, like I can, I can build that. I can do that. That's what got me kind of in the scratch building too, because I was seeing how they were building these models for Star Wars. They would, they, they would just take a big piece of plexiglass, like a Star Destroyer, a big triangle, and then coat it with model parts and paint it all one color. And that was, you know, a starship. Yeah, that was, boom, you're done. Yeah. You know, just take a two by four, cover with glue, and roll through a bunch of plastic parts, <laughs> paint, it, paint it one color, and gosh, that's a spaceship. That's art. That's art. No, but I love that even at 12 years old and probably prior to that, you kind of had a vision of this thing that you wanted to do and you wanted to create and you did it. You're doing it. What would you go back and tell 12 year old self if you could right now? Don't stop. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, I just, there's so few hours in the day to do what I want to do. You know, it's just, I guess so, I got more ideas than time and, uh, thing is just, just don't stop because the minute you stop you get complacent it's like oh, i've done it like no you have it 
There's so much. And what I'm doing is just, you know, scratching the tip of the iceberg because I could be doing so many more different designs and different eras of Star Trek and different types of shit and things or even more in Star Wars or other genres. Just create my whole, whole different aesthetic completely and, and call right. it whatever I want to and not be associated. But I like this because, you know, there's some fan attachment to this and people like what I'm doing. It's kind of encouraging and I'm encouraging them to do this stuff. And, you know, if I just create just my own junk, it wouldn't be as much interest. I don't think if people like, that's cool, but it's like, you know, we like Star Wars. We like Star Trek. We like Battlestar. We like, you know, Boba Fett, you know, that's what they like. And they want to see things that are like that. And uh, that's fine. So do I. I want to see more of that stuff. And uh, yeah. so it's a way, good way of connecting with people when you are sharing a genre uh, and a style. It's almost, and my sorry, just your, as you're speaking, it's almost reminding me of the same reason why a lot of people cosplay. It's like they want, they have a connection to something that they're fanning about. Um, sure. Whether it's a character that they can dress up as from that fandom, like you rebuilding a ship from the fandom or building something that could be in the world, like an original character, just like some of your original ships, but it still has that Star Trek connection. Yeah. So this is the brass inside. Right. That's the one I'm currently working on. And this is a big one. That's another big 350, 1350 scale. Wow. Uh, TUS era. My own design, heavy cruise. And this is going to be about 33 inches long when it's done. Wow. And uh, But you can see this got a fairly hefty brass armature. And this, when you're building from, from scratch, you can't rely on parts to just assemble themselves and right. hold it, themselves together. So you have to build a skeleton first that you would basically hang the parts on. Uh, and this will make sure that, you know, everything is aligned. And then, this, then the cells are always very, or the pylons are always very spindly on Star Trek ships. So you have to reinforce them with, mm -hmm. with metal. Otherwise, they're just going to, they're going to fall over because you hold up all those, all those weight, these giant cylinders of the cells are going to, you know, they weigh, and when we put lights in it, it's going to weigh even more. So my favorite thing is these binder clips holding it together. <laughs> yeah. That was only temporary. Uh, so then, do you have to like sketch all this out, or using AutoCAD? Like you're using so many engineering skills yeah. all at once for these models. I'm designing these in SketchUp, which was okay. a program that I I learned to use in my other job, uh, designing sets. Uh, I was a, a video producer, and uh, we we're designing a lot of full-size sets and SketchUp was great for that because you can go to the warehouse and, and pull cabinets and doors and windows and all it was on scale so I was learning how to design things in real world real world size in 3d using that software and I got bored one day I thought I wonder what, what else can I do with this program so I started designing ships in it and I go this is cool I mean because you can start to see in three dimensions your ship uh -huh. rather than just drawing on paper and you can you know as you're moving around in 3d space you can arrange things differently very quickly scale things in proportion like a, you make the engines uh, shorter or longer mm -hmm. changes the diameter of the hull so it looks good from all angles and and then once you got that down then i would print out like an orthographic blueprint 
that I would then build from. And then later on, now currently, I will now print from that model. And that's a whole nother thing where it has to be broken apart and engineered to be printed, to be hollow, punch out windows oh, yeah. so that they're, they're, oh, they're open, and then creating tabs and things so parts interlock with each other. Like you're basically building and designing a model kit at this point. You're not just printing a solid object. You, you're basically taking each component, breaking it down, splitting it up so it fits in the printer, as well as being hollow. So if you want to light it, you've got room for lighting and uh for windows and things that are transparent and that's a pain in the ass <laughs> <And laughs> I bet. Like those that, are tiny that, windows yeah um how that's, is 3d sorry go ahead no i was gonna say that that's part of the longest process after designing a ship is going through the model and making it printable and i'm relying on other guys to help me out with this and, and it, it, this can take months and months yeah to do. and uh like how has 3d printing changed this game for you and has it changed it in a a more meaningful way or has or do you miss having to craft them all by hand what's well, more time consuming because i now have to rely on other people or it was just me and i can if uh -huh. i knew i needed something i can make it right now and it's yeah. there it's done now if i gotta make it 3d i've got to go into my computer i've got to design it figure out how to print it export it send it to somebody else to fix it and he's got to print it send it back to me and it could take weeks to get a part back when i get, normally just i can have it done that afternoon but now it's gonna be made perfectly the way i want it to if it's a very intricate part and uh, now you can combine parts into a larger sub-assemblies rather than making it one at a time you can build you know into much larger things right how many parts um if you had to 3d one. print each piece, like how many pieces are we talking about? How many Legos? <laughs> um, it depends on uh, the size of the printer and uh, how big a part you can manage. But you know, the less parts, the better. That way, you're not having. Yeah, you know, the whole reason for 3D printing is so I don't have to glue all these parts together. I can right. make it as big as part as I want. But you need to at least split it in half so you can get into it. Like it's, it's say a hull, you want it a left and right half that you can glue together. But it's oh, open, so almost so like this. Yes. But, you know, imagine oh, each okay. of those parts in two pieces, so. Yeah. That's okay, that makes sense. About... I think we're having some lag there. and we're talking over each other, so I, I only apologize. Go ahead, please. <laughs> oh. uh, like, what you're looking at there is the endurance, and each of those engines are about 28 inches long. So they're divided probably into about five sections that all fit together oh okay and there's probably 30 parts per engine uh oh super... that, that's a model kit just in itself yeah just the engine so you would but never majority... just print half the ship and half the ship and put it together like this no, really that's nice. I mean, like... it'd be like 30 pieces for an engine and another 100 for the whole we need, a, we need a fairly big printer to be able to do it and win batch we are using a, a pretty big printer um, at uh, Adam Satch's uh, shop in uh, Oakland. He works mm -hmm. at, a buddy of mine works at Tested and he works on the Mandalorian. So he's got access to some pretty big stuff. This is so cool. You had mentioned earlier that you, uh, you had to step away from Star Trek while they took your model to the next steps to work on another film. What other kind of film and television have you worked on other than Star Trek? I worked on an, an independent film called 
T minus, and it's uh, was a uh, kind of a uh, pseudo fictional 1960s Mercury mission, and uh, we built basically the entire launch platform in 124th scale. You know, I, I built the rocket and uh, the launch pad and a launcher and. Other guys built other components, and we we shot this thing in uh, in two weeks in last December. Actually, there's a picture of it right there in the middle. You can see the rocket, and you're getting now to the some of the rockets over stuff. here. Yeah. Oh, here cool. It's being shown in flight. We show it on the launch pad, but once it's in motion, we turn it sideways, and we had a, a pass where it flies by, or the camera flies by. So it looks like it's taken off. And cool. We simulated uh, on the the hull or the skin the kind of uh the ice that forms on it from the uh the mm -hmm. liquid oxygen fuel that's loaded into it and it's just spray uh snow we put on that that is so cool i am always a big fan of practical effects like oh, i yeah, love we are love that i stuff. love watching the movies that still use those and especially now um where so many things are computer generated and digitized and I love to see its practical effects continue. Um, talk to me about that a little bit. Like, I'm sure you've got a hot take on on the like future of these effects, and it's almost like a dying art. But it's it is, yeah. I mean, it's nice to see. I mean, you know, Mandalorian has used a couple of practical models, and uh, if they're done nice, and you know, they look fantastic. Mm -hmm. yeah, but there's, there's limitations to what you can do with them. Sure. Um, obviously, you, you can do a lot more with a, a visual, a digital asset than you would a practical model, but... Uh, right. But there's yeah. something tangible, and I don't know, I guess it's it's all art, right? Like, it's yeah. either digital art, it's practical art, but... Something I think, I think people just want to know that it's real. Yeah, they, they see something, they know that that's just fake, but they know that it's a real thing, whether it's scale or not. You know, then it's like, oh, that it's it feels more, it feels more real. But um, like the fact that starships do exist, they're just this big, and in, yeah. in your basement, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. They still exist, and it's possible because if you can make one at right. that scale, then. Maybe just maybe we can have a real Star Trek Enterprise flying out of here. That's what I. My favorite uh, movie miniatures is probably the the motion picture Enterprise refit, you know, because it was a very large scale model and uh, and shot beautifully, you know. And when you see it on screen, it's like you know it's a model and it's it's real. And mm -hmm. The detail is just fantastic and. Yeah, that's what I'm just godsmacked about is all the detail on all of these. Like, how? How, how? That's all of the, those ships photographed together at the same time. I'm like, I'm on a ladder shooting down on them. Oh, really? Uh, it's a piece <laughs> of black velvet. They give a sense of scale. These are all ships in the same scale, but this is how big the endurance is compared mm -hmm. to the other ships. The hood, which is above the endurance, that's like a standard enterprise size ship mm -hmm. so you can see just how much bigger the endurance is than than that and then there's the repulse which is behind the hood that's a destroyer and then in the lower right corner is the the sentinel which is a light cruiser and then the very small one is a an archer class scout 
I just I love a, it. I'm filling out, you know, like the uh, the Tycho fleet. So you've got okay, yeah, you, know, you got a big ship, you got medium ships, you got little ships, and you got even little ships. So you know, they all fill different roles and and missions, and you know, they're not all the Enterprise. Who needs an Enterprise when you got these? Okay, so you mentioned earlier that um, you're as soon as you get bored, you have to go on to the next step, and you've always got something cooking in your brain. Where does that come from? Like that unending creativity? Because for me, I would think it would dry up for me. Like I would design a few things. I'm like, okay, I check that off. Because I'm just, I don't have this brain in my head that is clearly in yours. So I want to know what it's like to have that brain in your head. I don't know. When you, when you come up with an idea for a, a ship, at least for me, I mean, I, I have a million ideas for that for that specific ship and I, I i keep all those ideas whether they're sketches or they're some sort of reference photograph or something that inspires me and uh i may not use all, the, all those ideas but mm -hmm. there's enough stuff there that will spawn another ship and another ship and another ship so it's like this never-ending ball of 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 ideas and concepts that just keep evolving from one ship to the next um all these different iterations of things and combinations of different things that you didn't quite use all of them on one ship, but you can save some of them for the next one. So, uh, and then I'll eventually along the line, we'll be inspired by other things that throw in the mix. So it's, it's a continuous, continuous, you know, snowball that just kind of rolls and rolls and rolls and it gets either bigger or smaller, depending on how much you use out of it. But uh, <laughs> It's always rolling. I like to keep, I like to keep it rolling. <laughs> I got a lot of ideas. Where do you pull your inspiration? Yeah, a lot of it comes from, uh, other science fiction, um, or, uh, even uh, you know aircraft and, and automotive design and other spacecraft stuff but uh, I'm, I'm very much inspired by a lot of mid-century uh, design and uh, yeah 2001 a space odyssey is something that I pull a lot from and try to infuse into my Star Trek so my Star Trek is a little mix of 2001 and Star Trek and mm -hmm. that's what where Tycho comes from is you know Tycho was uh, the the uh, TMA one the monolith that they find on the moon was found on the crater of Tycho, and in my my fictional universe that is where my shipyard lives is is on the crater of the oh, moon. Oh, okay. Then, See, I was so I just thought Tycho was something already established. I didn't realize that was your own little baby fleet. Thing. That's mm -hmm. cool. That's my fictional shipyard. And you cool. even designed a logo for it. I love that. Of course. <laughs> <clears throat> so then what's a day in the life of Bill Krauss look like? Like, let's say that you are, you've got something com being commissioned from Star Trek. Um, plus all the other insane ideas in your head. Mm -hmm. What's it look like? It's a busy day. I mean, it's, uh, even being retired, I think I'm, I'm busy now more than I was before. Um, I like to build one project at a time and one commission at a time just so I can concentrate on it and get it done. Otherwise, if I split my res my attention, then that project slows down. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I like to, you know, get one done as quickly as I can so I can start at the next one. But there are there are overlaps of, of things happening. And of course, when CBS calls and they need something, they need it like yesterday. So you basically have to drop whatever you're doing and get it done because you don't say no to CBS Paramount if they want something. No. It's always something they need like tomorrow. 
that would normally take anybody like three weeks to do it, but they need it tomorrow. So you, you drop everything and you do it because you'll never know if, you know, they'll not ask you again. So you say yes and do yeah, it. Yeah, you say yes, get it done, stop your life. Yeah. But I could be working on decal art while things are drying in the shop. Um, I could be designing a, a 3D um, while things are being printed. Um, or working on digital art for the next ships of the lion calendar. So I'm always on the computer or I'm back on my workbench or I'm outside blowing leaves because I've got a ton of leaves out there. Let me tell you, and they're <laughs> falling like leaves. <laughs> they, they tend to do that every year. They tend to do that, yeah. It's and, so annoying. Yeah. So it's all about balance is what I'm hearing and making the most of your time when you have it. Exactly. And I'd like to make every minute of my day count and uh, I keep a daily diary and so I can keep track of the hours I put into each of my projects. So I, I can estimate when someone else asks, yeah, how much will this cost to build? I can look at my diary. Well, a similar ship took X hours and it costs this much. So I'm not just pulling numbers out of the sky. I have an idea of how long it takes to do stuff. And mm -hmm. if they're asking for, a, say, a motion picture ship versus a, a TOS airship. There's a big difference. Um, just in the in painting because if you're not if you're going to paint an aztec pattern that's going to take you weeks to do as opposed to just putting a decal that says ncc 1701 oh i'm done and you, you basically painted the ship gray and that's, right that's your tos ship if you want a motion picture enterprise oh that's three or four weeks of masking and painting and masking and painting and thousands of decals because those things are super intricate very because all those windows and all those things aren't always lights a lot of times they're decals right this bell nap up here. This one? That one was, yeah, click that guy. And this one is uh, painted in a uh, a five color pearlescent, what they called, you know, the original motion picture enterprise was done in, in this iridescent paint job. Yeah. And the client the client wanted this specifically for this one. And uh, this is 150 hours of painting, just God. paint the thing. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing so many different facets of color. It's a, it's a base color of gray and then there's like a, a gold blue a green and red pattern uh iridescence on it yeah all over the whole thing and because you once you pull a mask up and you paint something you gotta put that mask back over it and then paint another color put another mm -hmm. mask over it paint another color peel that one up paint something else put two more masks down paint that it's like i said never again i'm not doing it this Oof. one i just finished an enterprise which i did also an aztec but not in this crazy pearlescent i just did it a two color and it looks just as good i think but you know a hundred hours a hundred hours less work to do and when you say aztec you're talking about i think we passed some it's kind of like that black and white yeah that was the paint mask um, okay it's like a pattern that's yeah. over the whole ship and, and it's really really intricate but it adds to the, the level of detail that they had to do for the motion picture that you know to make the ship look you know, larger than it was on screen as opposed to like the, what you saw on television. Yeah. Is this, would this be considered kind of aztec -y? Yeah. And luckily that was just a decal. Oh, really? Like one decal you lay over top of the whole, that's oh, that's lucky. Model. It's like this big. And, uh, so that was easy to do. And it's just, you know, just a decal. Actually, Terry bought this one. That's the Excalibur. Oh yeah. And, uh, that was, a concept model i just kind of threw together i just took a model of the enterprise and kind of chopped it all up and just kind of on the fly just 
made something up. I had no sketches. I just wanted to build something quick and dirty and, and some ideas in my mind. And, you know, sometimes you just want to not have to design something. You just want to get in your workbench, just put something together as quickly as you can because you had an idea and you want to put it together. And this is that. And it's, it's not great, but, you know. What? It's, it's Says different. you. <laughs> I love that this is like this it. is quick and dirty for you. Meanwhile, this That's is like the most dirty. intricate thing I've ever seen in my life. Very loose. This is renegade model building right there. And I'm just thinking of all the people trying to listen to this as a podcast and wanting to see what we're talking about. So y'all normal podcast listeners, I should have warned you at the start. This might be a YouTuber one. You might need to go back and watch because or just be scrolling on Admiral Buck on his Instagram or Twitter while you listen because you need to see this magic that you're creating and it's like non-stop i can't believe we're, we're not even close to halfway through your feed right now we've been scrolling for like an hour oh. it never stops so it's with nice. such cre creativity like where do you see this going for you in, in like the next five years ten years what's your goal it's a good question. I haven't looked that far ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that I'm still around. Um, so my goal is just to keep going until I can't. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I've got a list now of about 18 months out of people of, with commission requests. Wow, really? So people asking now for commissions, I just have to say, sorry, unless you want to get on the wait list. But if you want it tomorrow, it's... You gotta wait till at least 2024. And are these uh, like collectors commissioning these mostly, or is it um, the TV Some. series? And no, mostly collectors. Okay. A lot of the models I had built prior to uh, uh, starting the commission work, you know, all those got sold last year. Uh, once I closed my my studio downtown, I had no place for them, so I started putting them up on for sale, and they were mm -hmm. just going like that till they're all gone. I bet collectors just go crazy over these. But I didn't start commission work till I think 2019. And I was, I started initially, I was requested by a, a company to build them the Reliant, which you saw um, as a, uh, their uh, prototype for uh, a line of desktop models they were going to put out. They had licensed, uh, they were licensed by Paramount. And that, okay. that got me on the radar to, you know, doing commission work and i thought oh i can do this and and you know private people have been contacting me and, and asking for things to be built and you know this is not for everybody not everybody can afford you know a hand-built custom model um people are always surprised when they, they ask and they think they're you know they're getting a, an eagle moss toy or you know some kind of diamond select thing from china it's like you know this is not a toy you're you're buying a artwork artwork i guess you call it um because for one-offs for context are you willing to share like uh what uh, your models might run for oh they all vary depending on what it is i mean in scale i mean it's it's a wide range it can go from 500 to you know thousands of dollars uh, but mm -hmm. 500 is probably the, the lowest and i mean for me worth my time it's basically just to build like an out-of-box small kit that yeah. i can build like a, within a week um and then they go up from there. If you want lights in it, that's going to add, you know, probably another 1500 right off the bat because that changes the whole ball of wax for any model. So now you have to be suddenly, you have to make run wires and, and lights mm -hmm. and 
stay in the power supply uh, that changes the whole thing whereas if it's just an out-of-the-box build you can build that in a day glue it together and you're, you're painting it the next day after lighting it then you gotta uh, plan all the lighting get all that ready and that could take weeks of assembling yeah then you start building it and then painting it and uh, detailing it and so that lighting right off the bat just adds exponentially four weeks to a project yeah but there's a there's a an audio on TikTok and reels that I keep hearing from a lot of creators and I'm going to butcher it. I can't remember exactly. So I don't know why I even started the story in the first place, but it's, it's basically like, yeah, this shit costs a lot of money because it takes a lot of time. <laughs> and so it's worth the money because you are taking all of your genius up here and pumping it into this creation, this one of a kind creation. And so it doesn't matter how much it costs. It's worth it. I hope so. And I hope I that the people working with you, they feel that too. Like, do you run into many people who are like, what? How much? No way. Oh, yeah. I mean, usually it's uh, if I they, they ask for something and I, I give them the price. Um, you know, nine, nine times out of ten, it's just silence. Yeah. And I don't hear anything like, no, thank you. Or I'm sorry. It's just nothing. It's like, that's not very polite. But I, most people who buy stuff from me, I mean, they're I have a lot of repeat guys who uh, they like what I'm making and uh, they have no problem adding to the collection. And uh, those are these are dedicated guys who support me, and I, I thank them so much for it. But uh, yeah, it's and they, they keep me very, very occupied and busy. And I bet they, they, they let me had the freedom to design uh, what what I like to do. And uh, I like to their, their input as well. And it's just great collaborating with guys who uh, you know, are, are into the, you know, the thing I like to do. And thank you, Cantina, yes, that's it. it. It cost this much cause it took me effing hours. <laughs> so I don't ask you how much you make an hour. Right. Don't tell me how much I should be charging an hour, you know. And you can't do what I'm doing so that's what you're paying me for it. Mm -hmm. Well, we are here with Bill Krause, starship artist. Commissions are open if you want to wait well, for kinda. two years. <laughs> <laughs> Commissions are kind of open. Yeah. If you want to get on the list, I guess. But yeah, I wish it wasn't so. But when you're good at what you do, that's what happens, Bill. Just work faster. Why can't you just do that? Just make Can them I just faster. Clone myself. Yeah. Can I just 3D print another one of me? Yeah. There you go. If you can make starships, you can make another Bill Krause. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but Alec did drop this command Star Trek, which takes you to Bill's Twitter, and he said that is that's what you're most active on recently. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly Twitter and uh, a little bit on Facebook. Um, depends who's being friendly at the time, you know. <laughs> yeah. Which in this day and age is getting shorter or smaller, smaller list. But Jeff says, hey, having a wait list means you're just that good at what you do. I would hope so. Clearly. I mean, I've just been drooling, wiping off my chin this entire evening, looking at all this amazing work that you've done. And you're nowhere even close to being done. It's still flowing in your mind. And I just think it's really incredible. And I'm grateful that you are sharing your work with us tonight. 
Oh, it's great to be here. You know, you'll notice that these are all just Federation ships. I have not built a Klingon ship yet, ever. So that's something else I, you know, still want to do. And, get on it, Bill. Get into, but you know. What are you doing, sitting on your hands? Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see that. Come back on when you have mm -hmm. a Klingon. I know. Actually, okay. I opened up the box the other day and uh, looked at it. I go, I want to do this, but I have all these other things waiting, waiting in the wings. I have to, you know, do that first. So. But I've seen this picture, and maybe I'm not understanding how legitimate this is. Were you legitimate? on Star Trek? No. <laughs> but you. This you... is like 1986, oh and I was in a, a, a Star Trek fan club called Starfleet. And a group of us all got uh, these uniforms made. And uh, this one was made by a local tailor. He did a wonderful job. That's so cool. And the, the pins, we I still have this. It still fits, actually. But uh, the pins are actually from Paramount. Uh, <gasps> a friend of mine knew no a guy who, who had, had been making these for the for the movies. And uh, so I got, you know, the real pins. That was pretty cool. That's awesome. You definitely looked the part. And I had hair, yeah. I'm like 20, 22. <laughs> we all are in our like prime at 22. Yeah. 86. Okay. Yeah. 86. 20, 22. Yeah. Well, it still looks great. Dust that out for special occasions. Yeah. Uh, but I have loved hanging out with you and we're not even done because we just been drooling over all of your work, but it's that time of the night where we get a little funky, we get a little silly, and we're going to see how well you've been able to soak in all of this Star Trek knowledge. And you at home yeah. can play with us too, unless you're watching this back. Then we already played and you missed it, but stop by on a Twitch on Monday night, 8.30, and you can play with us. Because uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do a little Star Trek trivia playing a Kahoot! So if you want to join us, scan your the QR code with your phone, or you can go to kahoot.it and put in that game pin. And we're going to see how well all of us know anything about Star Trek. I did not uh, play test any of these trivia, so if it's all garbage. Don't blame me. I only host this thing. How well do you think you know Star Trek, Bill? Probably not well enough. <laughs> I mean, you ask me a ship question, I might know, but if you ask me, you know, some kind of story question from Deep Space Nine, I'm like, defiant. <laughs> That's my answer. Got it. <laughs> so it really is about the models for you, huh? It always has been. It's like, that was, those are my characters, you know, those are who I follow, you know. I love that. See if I... Everybody needs a fan, including the ships. Ooh, okay, we have a new challenger approaches. We've got Bozer's boss. Um, I hope he's not here tonight. <laughs> Spock monster. Okay, I'll give you a few more minutes or a few more seconds. We. We ain't got time to waste. We'll see. We'll probably do a couple quizzes. I don't want to waste Bill's time. He's got so many ideas. But I'm thrilled that you're hanging with me, Bill. 
Yeah, I'm trying to load the app for this coot uh, thing. Oh, you went and got the app, huh? Well, I wasn't sure if it was going to work without it, so I decided to download it. Do I even have it? Oh. I don't even have it. I don't even have it. Do I, do, do I need it? You don't need it. You can use a browser. It's just I'm in. Does you're in. Yeah, but, yeah it should look like this. If it, okay. Mm -hmm. You can't see that, sorry. Okay, let's see how we do with these this first batch. And then if you guys come in, you want to jump in the next one, you've got time. I think there's like 20 questions, so we'll see how we do. So you use your phone as a gamepad, and you'll pick the answer from your sure. phone. But you'll have to look at your computer screen for what answer you're picking, because I think it's... Oh, is this is Luke Skywalker Star Trek or Star Wars? Oh my God, is this what we're playing? Is this the kind of garbage? Oh my God, I tried to click it. <laughs> I'm on a streak. Hey, good job! Yeah, I, I got one right. Oh my God, I literally clicked Star Wars because I or Star no. Trek because I just have Star Trek in my mind. So you'll see, the faster you answer the correct answer, you'll get more points. Oh, we had Captain James Taku jump in. Oh, so we're just saying if they are from Star Trek or Star Wars this whole time. Okay. We can do this. This shouldn't be too hard. We can we can get this one, Bill. Captain James T. Kirk. Star Trek, of course. I hope they're not all this easy. But of course, Uncle Buck. Admiral Buck is up at the top. Spock Monster, where you at? <laughs> Vulcans, Star Trek or Star Wars? I think I know that one. Who are we missing? Come on, we know this one. Live long and prosper. Apparently, we're not the only ones that may not know everything about Star Trek. Because there's a couple said it was Star Wars. Come on, what are you doing? We got to give Buck at least a challenge, y'all. Wookies. Okay, I'm about to cancel this quiz. I want some real trivia. I can't do this 20 times. I literally cannot. Oh, there's 20 of these? Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. We'll do one more, more after this. Okay. I, we'll find another quiz. Because this is making us dumber the longer we play it. Oh, come on. Who doesn't know Wookiees? Thank you. Good job, team. Okay, last one for this quiz. Because this is garbage. I apologize, Bill. I told you I didn't play test these. Constitution class. That sounds like a ship. Oh, it even shows you the ship. It's the wrong class ship they're showing, too. Oh, it's really? This is garbage. I know. You're going to disrespect Bill Krauss like this? I would have pressed Star Wars. Just on principle. On that, <laughs> that is not a Constitution class. No. Okay, let's see. Did anybody dethrone Admiral Buck? Of course not. Buck had a streak with five correct answers in a row. Great job. But we're getting out of this garbage. We're going to find a more advanced quiz. 
Okay, here Star is... Star Trek Starships. Where? Right there. Oh, there you go. Don't look at the questions. Don't look at the questions. Okay. Okay. Do I have to enter? We'll do classic. Um, we might have to do a new pin now. Yeah. Or you could scan again. All right. Let me uh, scan that again. But the code, if you're playing at home, is 260-804. Ooh, this has got like a whole... trailer with it <laughs> oh my son good I've been wondering where you went we've got Bozer Bozer's son Jim T. Kunk and Buck Give a few more seconds to get in on this. I'm ready to get my butt absolutely thrashed. <clears throat> Hopefully this is at least somewhat of a challenge for you. We'll see. Are you ready, Bill? It's got a good video. I'm ready. Have you seen the new Star Trek movies? Yeah. Are you a fan? Kind of. <laughs> Kinda. I, I pick. I pick and choose what I like out of all Star Trek. Yeah. You don't like all Star Trek. Don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah. That's the cool thing. There's plenty of it. Plenty of to go around. Okay, we got five there. There's back six. We're going a lot with it. Kahoot at home. Here we go. Star Trek starships. Sorry if I'm saying everything out loud. It's for the podcast. <laughs> They can't see. What is this Federation ship called? Oh, God. Um, oh, it's the A. What? Sorry. I clicked the wrong. I clicked too fast. Ooh, I heard you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to cheat off your paper. Can I back up? I think once you accidentally lock one in, you're stuck. It's the Enterprise A. You knew it. Yeah, I didn't look close enough. I should know this. I just did this. Just built this model. <gasps> I'm winning! Only because I heard you say it. And I was like, I guess uh -huh. it's that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeff said, said, sorry if you answered this already, but do you have a favorite ship? And you were talking about... Um, you said your favorite model was, was that four-foot one, but do you have a favorite ship from the show that maybe you've built or not built? Yeah, I think I like the, uh, the Enterprise refit as seen in the motion picture. I think that's always been my favorite um, version of the Enterprise. But just overall, I think it's just the, the most beautiful designed starship that, you know, they've done. Nice. I'm going to have to Google it later. Or maybe we're going to see it here. What Federation starship is this? I have no idea. I'm going to just take a stab into the dark. I have uh, no control over my... Uh-oh, uh did it bump you out? It just says incorrect. <gasps> I'm like, okay. But I can't get to the next... Uh... <laughs> oh, he... John also got booted off. 
Okay, let's hope this next one hit. Re is there a refresh button? And then I have to re. I gotta enter the pin again. See if it lets me back. Oh, so sorry. Pin. Two six zero. Oh, 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 oh yeah, there you found it at the bottom. I gotta go all over again. Sorry, that nickname is took taken. Yeah, because it's me. It's you. Well, you're getting you're getting robbed in your best category. So let me be buck two because you know they kicked out buck one. You'll be able to join soon. Okay, when? next. Hopefully, after we get this next question, ooh, Bozer's son Alec just pulled ahead. Somehow, I'm in second place. Poor Buck <clears throat> is getting thrashed by technical difficulties. I got kicked out and uh, won't let me back in. It won't let you. We're going to refresh this whole thing. I'll do it. Just I'll do it. Get ready. We'll let okay. you in soon. How about now? When? What if I go to the next question? Is it going there to show you now? Question four. Okay, great. All right. Ooh. I think I know what this is. What's an assault, what's an assault cube? Oh, it's what I picked. Is that not a I thing? A Borg know. cube, a Borg assault cube, Klingon battleship type seven, or a Borg sphere. Well, it's a big old square. <laughs> I almost went with Borg cube, but I thought it looked like an angry cube. Yeah, how do you know what an assault cube is? Sharp. Aren't all Borg cubes assault cubes? You would think. Oh, Buck 2 is climbing up the ranks. What Klingon starship is this? Uh, Kavort class D12 class bird of prey. Or a warbird. No idea. I'm taking blind shots in the dark. You can't How confident wrong. do you feel? I'm pretty confident. <gasps> confident. I'm a good guesser. Did you guess on that? I did. <laughs> Guessed blindly. Bird of prey. <clears throat> Ooh, but at least we're all on the board now. Buck two, go take Bozer's son down. What Klingon starship is this? A D6 class, a scout ship, a warbird, or a freighter? Uh, I'm going to say it's this. I see four ships. Which one are they talking about? Well, they'll look, except for that little shuttly looking one. Those other three look similar, right? It's a freighter! I don't know if I somehow soaked in some Star Trek knowledge in my life. Oh, you're on, on my tail, Buck. <laughs> Get off my tail. What Federation starship is this? Uh, Enterprise F, Intrepid, a Voyager, or Enterprise C? Well, it could be two of those. How? Well, it's the Intrepid class, and it is the Voyager, so... But I can't read the name, so I don't know. Oh. Well, I, I said Intrepid, but it's wrong, because it's technically the Voyager. This is garbage. All these quizzes are garbage, nothing matters. <laughs> Ooh, look, none of us got it right, because it's a confusing question. Mm -hmm. What Federation Starship is this? 
almost the same thing intrepid equinox enterprise f or voyager i don't know that one jeff sits are you like a low-key really good at star wars stuff i didn't know this about you no jeff sits um he's another guy on our channel equinox i was right i guessed it yeah did you get that one bill i did so it wasn't three of them <laughs> oh you're coming closer I'm going to somehow get, get this by the skin of my teeth and technical difficulties. What Federation Starship is this? Enterprise B, C, D, or E? Oh, God. Hmm. Hmm. John said the lag is strong. The options disappear before the question pops up. Oh, I'm sorry, John. Oh, it was Enterprise D. Did you know that one, Bill? Yes. Of course you did. Yeah, that's an easy one. <laughs> easy for you wasn't a trick question like the intrepid voyager thing it's the only way they can get us what romulan starship is this a warbird hawk class bird of prey or raptor class um i'm guessing on this one i am too so you know the uh in, the federation ships much more than the other races oh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Raptor class. Oh, I was right. Good job. Pure guess. I guessed the warbird. Uh, I'm falling way behind now. Which starship is this? Veteran class, warbird class, raptor class, Dedex class. Dedex? Is that how you say it? Dedex? Never heard of it. Dedex? Well, that's what I guessed. And I was wrong. So did I. I read veteran class? That's not just like a Romulan ship. The veteran class? They're just making right. things up. <clears throat> this is like Wikipedia. They can make up anything they want. What Romulan starship is this? Oh, God. Can you build one of those for me, please? A mining vessel, battleship, veteran, or raptor? Yeah, I'll just get a bunch of knives and tape them together. Yeah, easy. Done. What would you say before? Like fast and dirty? yeah it was a mining vessel awesome sorry john for just watching i bet it's my fault john blame me i'm gonna catch you on one of these bill i just know it what federation starship is this intrepid voyager kelvin or enterprise no clue did you Ooh. see the uh the first Star Trek movie with uh, Chris Pine. I did. Thoroughly that enjoyed was, it. That was the that was the ship. That was the Kelvin. Yeah. See, so many of these. That was his, his dad's ship. Okay, so many of these kind of look. They ha they have very similar shapes and looks to There's them. A saucer, yeah. They all kind of blend together for me, which I'm sure is very offensive to a starship artist mm -hmm. like yourself. Okay, is this a Phoenix Intrepid Enterprise NX-01 or Enterprise A? Uh, taking guesses. Ooh, I guess correct. I'm sneaking up on you, Buck. Just a few more questions left. Who's going to be at the top? Yeah. <clears throat> I never win any of these games. It says Voyager, Nebula, Plasma... Or Enterprise NX-01. 
Uh, guess. <clears throat> Jeff says, what's your nickname on here? I want to know how you're doing. Is a nebula. I did not guess that one. But Buck did. And I'm sure it wasn't a yeah, guess. Yeah, that's an easy one. Easy one. Easy money. <laughs> Stop giving them Federation starships. Is this a nebula? Freedom, Excelsior, Defiant. <gasps> oh! If you tilt your it head, you can bottom. see. It literally says. It says right on the bottom. It, it says. As well as on the ship. Yeah. Why use this? Like they can pick any picture they find on they the internet. They could have crapped that off. I, yeah. Lazy. Because that's, that's not from the show. That's a Tobias Richter render. Someone's not getting paid enough to make these Kahoot quizzes. Yeah. We'll, we'll see one of my ships in here. <gasps> what if? <laughs> what federation is this? A Defiant, Intrepid, Freedom, or Excelsior? I'm trying to remember which one we've had. Because I feel like they wouldn't do it twice, right? They've not had this before. This one kind of looks pregnant. <laughs> Excelsior. I guessed freedom. Because that one got a little too free and went and got a baby. Mm -hmm. Buck, you're pulling way ahead. He's untouchable. Yeah. What Federation Starship is this? Defiant, Intrepid, Delta, Flyer, or Voyager? I don't know if you can tell from the inflection of my voice which one I think it is. Because we've had the rest. Yes! Uh-huh. That's the only way I'm <laughs> going to get any of these right. But you're at 115,000 points. or No, 11,000 points. I'm at 8,000. Uh, ooh, what alien starship? Alien. I have a chance. I can't even say these fast enough. Um, guess. Shot in the dark. Well, between the two of them, for me. Yeah, I don't know what a board reclaimer is. Um... I don't either. Yeah! Oh, good. John's going to give birth to a little shuttle any day now. Is this the last quiz question? There's I think, three three last ones here. Enterprise, Enterprise A, Intrepid, or a Falcon? Falcon. I feel like we've seen this one before. <laughs> Courtesy of CBS Studios. Mm -hmm. That's what did it for me. I was like, it's got to be the Enterprise then. <laughs> I need you to um, get distracted by something for the next two questions, and I have a chance. Freedom, Vengeance, Enterprise F, Enterprise E. Looking for any clues? <laughs> Anything they should have cropped out, but they didn't? Oh, I see it! I saw it too late! They do have the title at the bottom. <laughs> they should have cropped it out. Yeah, it's pretty small, but it's there. Vengeance. I need a bigger screen. Chat, send some donos so that I can have a bigger screen and win games on this channel for once. Okay, I think last question. You've got a sizable lead. Let's end on a Federation mm -hmm. starship. What is it? Ooh. Is it one of your favorites? Could it be? One of my favorites? Yeah. You said 
a reef a, one of the refits was your favorite maybe it wasn't a enterprise it was it was the motion picture refit ha i ended on a good guess and you probably ended on a very solid knowledge good job jim kunk hey and of course coming Spotlight. out in first buck two if only you could beat buck one whatever happened to him nah, he's probably trying to create models as good as yours coming up short one of my clones uh-huh jim great job of course i should have known and expected nothing less it was rigged i picked the quiz anyway so you know <laughs> yeah but it's so fitting i'm so glad that you saw that because i missed it um yeah. did you have a good time tonight bill well of course did you yes i just right. love to hear you geek out about this thing that you've been doing for your entire life and you're still not tired of it and you're still nowhere I'm near not tired of it i know i think that's amazing and I just hope that somebody in the chat tonight was feeling so inspired enough by what you've said and just your energy and the motivation to keep going. And you are living proof that if you geek out hard enough about something, even a hobby, you can literally make a career. Yeah, you can. I think if you uh, eat right, <laughs> take your vitamins and get lucky. Uh, yeah. And post on Instagram because that's where they'll see you. No, I don't know. Right. At this point, social media is all just rigged. I know. Because that's how I got noticed. It was on, on Instagram. That's how they contacted me. It was through Instagram. And it's like, really? Wow. You never know. You got to use those hashtags. You never know. Yeah. That's where they find you. Like that's hashtag replace Bozer with Bill. They already want to kick me off the show and just hang out with you every week. Ah. It's like I start my own show. Yep. This is your show now. Right. I can be your new sidekick. <laughs> You've now inherited this problem. <laughs> I'm leaving this mess to you. I'm all out. Right. It's all you for now. Bowser two, Bowser two over here. Here we go. Now it's it's your it's your baby. I don't know how this thing works. Back <laughs> to you. <laughs> this is what sidekicks do. They bounce it back to you. There we go. Well, if you guys enjoyed it, come back next Monday when we have a brand new geek guest hanging out with us here on. Actually, no, next Monday's Halloween. So we're not doing a show. Y'all should stay at home, hand out candy, enjoy time with your family, get dressed up, go to a party, go TP someone's yeah. house, get off the internet for a minute. Right. That's what we decided to do. Geek um, outside. Geek outside. Go outside. Go get some, some candy. But on Sunday, the day before, uh, is going to be our Halloween collab with Let's Get Rolling, and we're going to do a Halloween one-shot. The T is going to DM or GM if it's Monster of the Week, and it's classic uh, scary campground, and an eclectic bunch of us have brought some wild-ass characters to the table, and I am excited to do one of these live because you guys have been getting pre-recorded sessions for so long. Um, so I'm excited to do one live. We're going to have some drinks. We're going to have some good time. Check it out. Sunday, right here, I think we're hosting that session. And then Wednesday, T will be back here live. And Thursday, another episode of City of Mist. Um, but Bill, if you could say one final word to anybody that 
maybe was watching you tonight and wanted to do what you're doing or wanted to pursue their passion, what is one last piece of advice that you might tell them? Don't stop. Put it out there. You know, keep going because uh, it will be noticed if you uh, if you're if your heart's in it and you've got a passion for your art and you share it, then people will will see it. Hopefully, be inspired by it as well. And uh, I think that's the ultimate goal right there is if you could inspire other people through your art for them to create their own. So just keep doing. And you'll probably never know the thousands and thousands of people that you've inspired through your lifetime by creating your art. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for sharing your art and thank you for hanging out with us. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Absolutely. Uh, We have, we end the show every time by saying I'm Bozer. Who are you? I'm Bozer. Who are you? And right. yeah, you nailed it. Yep. We practice this. And I'm going to say, you just keep geeking out and you say geeking out with me. Okay. 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 Geeking and, out with me. And, and you just keep geeking out. Geeking out with me. With me. With me. And you. And me. And you. Stick around for the raid. We're raiding super snips. Good night. Love you all.